Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast, sponsored by AGF Plast, and with myself, Stephen Nussbaum. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend, South Stand Chum, bearded legend, the one and only, the daddy-o, it's Mr Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello everyone, Happy New Year, welcome back. This is our first show of 2022, and it is the Milestone 270, so we are fast approaching 300 episodes, can't believe it. Uh, we hope you had a good Christmas, we hope you had a good New Year, we hope you're all safe, well and healthy. If you've managed to unfortunately be struck down by coronavirus, we do hope that you are uh, recovering well and we wish you a full and speedy recovery. Thanks to everyone who tuned into our last show, which seems an age ago. That was episode 269. It was out just before Christmas and we had a bunch of seasonal messages from well-known Orient people, including people on the board. So thanks again to everybody who sent us a message uh, and, uh, and gave up uh, a few seconds of their time to, to, to send that in to us. And thanks to you for listening uh, to that. This week, surprisingly, amazingly, we've just got one game to review, <laughs> and that's our FA Cup game from the weekend. Unfortunately, that's an exit of the FA Cup at the third round. We thought we'd be talking about several games. We thought this podcast will be the thick end of two hours, but as it's only the one game, yeah. it, it's not. Um, you may be pleased to know, I don't know. Um, so we've just got the one game to review now. So we've got loads of news, bit of news, three weeks worth of news, but not a lot seems to have happened in that time, which is a, a good thing. So I think we just crack on. And as always, we start with a word from podcast sponsor. Yeah, New Year, same old podcast sponsor, AGF Plastering. They are an Essex-based plastering rendering company that cover all aspects of domestic and commercial work, specialising in silicone colour render systems. And in 2022, the offer is still here. It's not going anywhere. 15% off for all Leighton Orient fans and staff. Adam is the king of social media, plugging that. Does a great job. Does a great job. That is going nowhere. Paul, you've had that service. You Brilliant. Loved it. Yeah, I loved it. My house looks fantastic. Yeah. So very, lots, very much. Yeah, lots of O's fans speak very highly of Adam. So if yeah. you're interested and want more info, various ways that you can get in touch with Adam and the boys, you can go and visit their website, www.agfplastering.co.uk, or you can email Adam at the team at agfplastering at outlook.com, or if you're on social media, medium social media, Adam and the boys are too. You're on Instagram and Facebook under agfplastering. Or Adam is on Twitter. He's back on Twitter himself after a short break. Big ads with a Z. LOFC. Took him all of two minutes to get into confrontations about super fans and this and that. Super fan gate. What a Christmas it's been. But we are very happy to be sponsored by AJF Plastering. Absolutely. We <laughs> absolutely are. Ad, thanks for your continued support. Good to see you at Stoke yesterday. Um, yeah, so moving on then, the Supporters Club are going to Oldham. They're running a coach on Saturday, the 15th of January. That's this Saturday as we record tonight. It's leaving the Supporters Club at half past eight in the morning. That's a three o'clock kickoff. Fares on this one £39 for adults, £36 for concession, and children under six or people under 16 years of age travel for just 20 quid. That is a bargain. Absolutely. That really is a good bargain. deal. And remember, those prices do not include your match day ticket. You can book for this one. Obviously, there's no match between now and then, so you're going to have to call Malcolm on the travel line. That's 07507 539 579. And they ran two coaches to Stoke yesterday. So, yeah, we, they stopped at the Watford Gap on the way Did back. They? they all piled in. Yeah, it's good. Good to see lots of, loads of familiar faces. Hashtag superfans. Hashtag superfans. One piece of AOB, a sad piece yeah. of AOB this week is O's fan Simon Weston he DM'd us to tell us unfortunately his father passed away peacefully on New Year's Day and as a family they don't have the funds to give him the send off that he deserves so if anyone out there can make a donation Simon and the family have set up a Just Giving page and any donation no matter how small will be much appreciated by Simon and the rest of the family so that's a Just Giving page easiest way to find Simon is on Twitter. So if you go on Twitter, if you're on there, and search for Sire Western 28 there's a link. His pinned tweet, I believe, is his Just Giving link. Go on there and donate any amount you can. But sad news, again, as yeah. another member is lost from the Orient family. Yeah, condolences to yeah. you and the family, uh, Simon. They never like to hear about a loss uh, like that. Uh, so let's move on then. The week that was. Happy Monday, the 20th of December. 
the FA confirmed that no replays will be played in the third and fourth round of the FA Cup, meaning the third round match away to Stoke will be decided on the day. So that will go to extra time and penalties. Yeah, even though that's been and gone now, we knew that was not going to go to a replay. So let's skip on into Thursday, the 23rd of December, Christmas Eve, Eve, and it was announced <laughs> that the Boxing Day fixture away to Colchester United had been postponed as Colchester had informed the EFL that they would be unable to fulfil the fixture due to a number of positive COVID-19 cases in their squad. Now, that one you kind of sensed was coming. I think their game the previous week had been postponed and there were rumours all week flying around that that was going to get postponed. But at that no point, shocks. no shocks with that one. You're like, okay, but good, fair enough. That's fine. Cancel it early. No yeah. one's making any travel plans. All good. Yeah. Don't do a Bristol Rovers. Don't do an Oldham and cancel it at 25 past one on the day of a three o'clock. Yeah, just very, that's fine. That's not a problem. Uh, Friday the 24th of December, a.k.a. Christmas Eve, striker Harry Smith was named in the EFL's team of the season so far. That's the EFL, that's the championship, League One and League Two. Very impressive. What a season he's had. When we signed him, the amount of outraged tweets we got for signing Harry Smith. I didn't think we'd be sitting here in the first podcast of 2022 saying any Orient player had been named in the EFL team of the season so far, let alone Harry Smith. Well done, Harry, Harry Smith. To our credit, though, we did say, let's not judge him until he's played in a Kenny Jacket team in an Orient shirt, in an Orient shirt in Kenny Jacket's formation and set up. Yeah. How right right we were, this this once. That's what 270 episodes of doing this podcast (laughs) does to a man. So well done to Harry. Saturday, the 25th of December, the day everyone was waiting for, it was... Christmas Day, we hope everyone had a lovely Christmas and got everything that they wanted. So we hope you all had a Christmas to remember. Absolutely. Sunday, the 26th of December, then Boxing Day, the club announced that the fixture on the uh, coming Wednesday, the 29th of December, at home to Newport County, had also been postponed as they had informed the EFL that they would be unable to fulfil the fixture due to a number of positive positive COVID-19 cases in their squad. Again... Plenty of time, no problem with that. As annoying as that was, because I think yeah. we were all looking forward to going to the ground. Again, what, three days notice, <clears throat> thought it was coming, it was coming, no I'm actually, problem. I'm actually feeling rather smug, because I went away, <laughs> and I wouldn't have been able to have watched any of those games. So actually, for me, perfect. Yeah, he's smiling. Being selfish and smuggish that I am. The bearded Lejande is sitting here, big smile on his face, was supposed to miss four Orient games as Literally didn't miss a game at all. So well done, Mr. Levy. So let's move on in from Boxing Day to the 31st of January, which was a Friday, as the club announced its nominees for the December Player of the Month. Four nominees. I can barely remember how well they played in December, to be honest. Theo Archibald, Craig Clay, Aaron Drynan and Harry Smith. All had decent months from what I can remember. At the time, I remember thinking Craig Clay in particular had had a really strong month. So I would say if anyone's probably going to take that... Probably Craig Clay, but Drynan or Smith won't be far behind him in the public vote that what it was. But yeah, well played Craig Clay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the club also announced its nominees for the goal of uh, December goal of the month. Uh, two strikers, two games. Harry Smith's goal against Tranmere uh, and his second goal, both of his goals actually in the Tranmere. Aaron Drynan's goals in, sw- in the Swindon game as well. So there's, there's a good selection of goals there to choose from. It'd be hard to pick one in particular. But yeah, we'll see. I think the club are going to announce that tomorrow. Yeah, the announcement is coming. You won't have to wait much longer. So we'll see who who takes the award. So Saturday, 1st of January, New Year's Day, as we went into 2022. So all week, there'd been kind of talk about Bristol Rovers and Danny Macklin had been asked questions on Twitter numerous times. Said, yeah, as far as I know, it's on. Mm. There'd been interviews with managers uh, and players saying, yep, yeah, looking forward to it at 9am on that morning. I remember seeing tweets from both clubs saying, game day, here we go, 2022, and thinking, well, it's on, amazing. But just an hour later, at 10am, five hours before kickoff, the tweet and the announcement we all didn't want to see as it was announced that Bristol Rovers had informed the EFL that they would be unable to fulfil their fixture due to COVID-19 cases in their squad. Yeah, their CEO did go on record to explain why they've had to cancel it so late. 
Um, but it's it's still it's still a nonsense. Chairman Nigel Travis <laughs> made a statement shortly after this news, saying we are of course disappointed with the postponement of the game, even more so by the late nature of the postponement. So I think everyone yeah. was quite annoyed by that. I think they were, especially as there was a, a rumored video, well, a video of a coach that was taken by a Bristol Rovers fan on the way the team to coach, the game on, of yeah. the team coach, which obviously had left. But had turned around. Never mind. But they spank them when they come back. They didn't stay over like they usually do. Very odd. In the hotel. So, yeah, read into that what you will. So, let's move on then. Let's move on. Bank holiday, Monday the 3rd of January. The club announced that the postponed fixtures, so first up, the Boxing Day fixture against Colchester United has been rearranged for Tuesday the 1st of March with a 7.45 kickoff. There's going to be a few weeks now. Due to that, well, there'll be quite a few Tuesday-Saturday games, meaning two games a week and even longer Orient Outlook podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry about that. Uh, the O's also <laughs> announced that they would be hosting a live Q&A with Nigel Travis to discuss the proposal, ref- sorry, the proposed reforms in the Tracy Crouch report, and they were going to be going into quite some detail. It's going to be held on the club's YouTube channel, Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, the 11th of January, and we and the uh, club are inviting questions from fans. So it isn't too late. Unless you're listening to this after Tuesday at 7, it's not too late to get your questions into the club. It is happening as we record it on Monday, tomorrow night. Yeah, always good value. That would be quite interesting to see uh, how much detail the club go into and what they say. So moving on in, Wednesday the 5th of January, and we wish the gaffer happy 60th birthday to Kenny Jacket. Hope you had a good one. Mr J. Absolutely. The club announced that on-loan Belgium under-19 striker Tyrese Omotoy had been recalled by Norwich City and will immediately join Carlisle United on loan for the rest of the season. I don't think anyone's surprised by that. Didn't work out for him here. Couldn't get ahead of Smith and Drynan. So good luck to him. And uh, by all accounts, he was man of the match in his first game that he played. So there's obviously a player in there. He just didn't get the opportunity yeah. to shine with us. Went to Carlisle. They beat Bradford 2-0 on Saturday. Didn't score or get any assists, but was the sponsor's man of the match and was the fan vote man of the match. Obviously done something, right? Yeah. So hopefully he doesn't come uh, to Brisbane back Road. To us, yeah. Back to Hornet. So let's go on. And Saturday the 8th of January, we are flying through the week's <laughs> youth team were in action for the first time in 2022. They were away to Gillingham and half time it was 0-0 they came back out for the second half and they took the lead in the 50th minute through Fish's close range finished to go one up but the Jaws were on level terms just two minutes later and went on to add three more goals to win the game 4-1 just to jump back though, oh, we I've missed skipped. out on Thursday the 6th of January but I like, your, I like your eagerness to get on to the, the weekend on Thursday the 6th of January the club announced that two home games <laughs> that had been postponed at Christmas had been rearranged with Newport County visiting us now on Tuesday the 25th of January and Bristol Rovers rearranged to Tuesday the 22nd of February. Both will be kicking off at 7.45. Love a Tuesday night game. I do. Super fans. (laughs) Brilliant. So uh, you had a point to make about the youth team. Yeah, worth pointing out that this is the third time that we face Gilling and we beat them 4-1 in the league and 2-1 in the Youth Alliance Cup. So just to give a bit of context there... Gillingham are a good side, no doubt about it. They yep. obviously just sacked their manager, Steve, the coach driver, Evans. So, uh, but obviously, you know, they've got a good good academy. Yeah, fair play to them. Yeah. Fair play to them. First time those boys have played together in the, quite a while with the youth team. So, hopefully they'll have a very successful 2022. So, let's do it in Sunday, the 9th of January, the main event as the O's mm. travelled away to Stoke City in the third round of the FA Cup and before the game we ran a Twitter poll to find out how you thought the O's would get on in this one we had 350 votes in 48 hours not bad at all quite close voting really apart from the first one 14% of you thought the game would be a draw with 38% optimistic O's fans thinking the O's would win and a more pessimistic 48% O's fans thinking the O's would lose the tie so as always massive thank you to everyone who voted in that the more the merrier in the mm. Twitter poll so if you haven't That's voted good. before make sure you do they normally go out on the Thursday evening or Friday morning before a Saturday game absolutely so the first side to be named in 22 days and the first side in 2022 was announced at uh, 1 o'clock uh, getting my bearings <laughs> there as Lawrence Figaro in goal we knew that Clay played at right back Mitchell Beckles and Ogie 
Uh, with Wood as well made up the rest of the defensive uh, pairing. Kipriano and Prattley were the midfield two, and Smith, Drynan, and Paul Smith, Drynan, and Harry Smith were up top. So we were playing our typical three, three, five, two, five, two, three, whatever way you want to look at it. It was Clay at right back and Wood at left right wing back and, and Wood at left wing back. Substitutes for this one, we had nine. We had Byrne, Happy, Thompson, Papadopoulos. Young, Kemp and Satiriu. Yeah, views? a decent team, I thought, mm. when I saw that now. So I was, think I was saying to you on Saturday night that it was quite a hard team to predict because it had been so long since we played. And obviously yeah. the club don't put out any COVID updates or injury updates because they don't want to give or show the opposition their hand for all intents and purposes. That was probably as a good a team as what you could expect. You were always going to lose one or two out for injury at yeah. this time of year or COVID but to only have Archibald missing when you're looking at that team and going right there's only one visible absentee there obviously James is an absentee but you knew he'd be out anyway which is and what Riley. I'm talking about yeah, yeah but Riley is a long term absentee I've, anyway well yeah. we've seen Riley what, all of four minutes in an Orient shirt so yeah but yeah for me as good as what it could have been shame no Archibald because I'd, ma- I'd imagine if Archibald was available he probably would have taken that right back slot I would have thought mm-hmm. so Clay could have been pet in central mm-hmm. midfield mm-hmm. but other than that as strong as it was going to be and good to see Mitchell playing because obviously he was cut tied for Millwall but they went out to the FA Cup the day before to which Palace. meant that yeah. obviously Mitchell could play so yeah I was fairly optimistic with that team I was yeah. optimistic as what I could have been because mm-hmm. you know when we played Tranmere in our last game you mm-hmm. had people starting and no disrespect like Young making his debut and, and other less experienced players so that, that was a good team good to see people like Beckles back in the team, obviously missed the back end of the year COVID, due to yeah. COVID, yeah. as well as a few others. So, yeah, fairly happy with that. And good to see Paul Smith yeah, back, absolutely. fit, ready to play <clears throat> football. And hopefully, this <clears throat> Paul Smith is like a new signing, right? Because we saw him all of, what, a few games last season? Yeah. Very rarely. So hopefully, and we'll come on to it, I'm sure, about having no signings. Hopefully, Paul Smith, or even, you know, he's not a new signing, can be like, like a new it. signing. And <clears throat> Riley... If he's still on course to come back in late Jan, which I believe the last update about Riley was late Jan, hopefully he can come and hit the ground running and be like a new signing. Yeah. So, yeah. What about what about yeah, your, no, what about I, your thoughts on this? I scene? agree. <laughs> I mean, Theo Archibald was that you know all the talk on social media and in the stands at Stoke were oh he's gone back to yeah to Lincoln because obviously the club weren't going to divulge. But that that was always going to be the case when you see a player like that and with no explanation about it at the time saying he's out due to injury. And it's just he's not in the team or the squad. We we're orient we're pes- we're pessimistic, right? Ninety yeah. percent of fans are pessimistic. So if, I wasn't surprised that the outrage or most of the tweets we got were about oh, so Archibald's gone now, has he? As opposed to oh, is he injured? Which mm. obviously Kenny talks about mm. um, in his post match interview mm. that we'll play a bit of. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's as, it's as good a side as what we can have. It's good to have so many players available. Bench shows that we still need a bit more strength in depth. Um, so yeah, but but all being well, I, I was you know quite positive. Stoke had lost two of their last three games. They lost two games, two one, and they drew one nil nil. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, the, and they drew drew nil nil their their three games ago. So they weren't exactly on the on the end of a good run, and they had a lot of people out, COVID and and, mm. and injuries as well. So it was a bit of a cobbled together side. But they still had Tom Ince. They still had Tyrese Campbell. They still had Joe Allen. They still had that uh, James Chester. James Chester. Doughty. Few decent Doughty, players. Yeah. Jack Bonham in goals. A good goalkeeper apparently for that level. So you know they they weren't putting out a youth side. Yeah, for, yeah they gave us that respect. I think the fact that there had been so many upsets the previous day might have swayed Michael. Was it Michael Collins? O'Neill. Michael O'Neill to maybe put out a stronger team than what he might have done. Obviously, James Brophy. Well done, Brophy. Goes to Newcastle, wins it. Kidderminster knock out Reading. Wigan knock out Blackburn. Like there's there's Hartlepool there, knock out Blackpool. Enough maybe upsets for him to go, actually. I'm going to play a bit of a strong team here than what I thought I would have done because yeah. I don't want I go out. I don't want to be making the headlines for those reasons. For the wrong reasons, yeah. yeah. Lots and lots and lots of tweets that we'll mention. We won't mention most tweets about Archibald, which was a big talking point. So Warren Barnes UK tweeted us. And saying, missing our two flying fullback plays who must have created the most assists outside of the front two hitmen. Theo was the most exciting player in the first half of the season, and I'm truly gutted if it is true that he's gone. Don't worry, Warren. He's Absolutely. Here. Essex Biz tweeted in. Uh, John Macker said, Don't, uh, decent, but I feel our lack of match fitness will scupper our chances of an upset. 
Fair point. It's obviously Stoke yeah, have been course. playing the whole way through the Christmas period. Kids, Samson, O said, really not keen on this side when Dan Kemp isn't in the starting eleven. No idea who's going to link the play around their 18-yard box or significantly significantly help Drynan with the higher press. And we were talking about this, and I think we'll probably end up coming back to it, about essentially it's the same formation, but you're just playing Smith further forward as a free as opposed to Kemp behind Drynan. And Smith, so it almost comes down to would you rather have Paul Smith or Dan Kemp in your team? And I think we were both quite unanimous with who we'd rather be all day long, yeah. In the team, I'm, I'm sure, sure we'll come Paul out Smith's more effective, later. more effective a player in the position that he's being played than Dan Kemp is in the position he's being played. Not to say that Dan Kemp's not a good player or there's not a good player in there. He's just not as effective as Paul yeah, Smith. Paul, you can see from the highlights, he's just head down and goes at players, dances around them. Small guy, low centre of gravity. It's just, it's just enjoyable to watch. Len Chin Chin One said, as good as, it, as good as it gets, Phil Kemp should be starting. Speed with the ball will be important. Chances will come, but a pity there has been a lack of games. The desire to win should prevail. Our League 2 competitors did well yesterday. Come on, you O's. Optimistic from mm. Len. Steve Chaplin forced mm. us assume Clay's at right back if the usual formation is maintained, which it was. Steve said, well done. Not the end of the world but certainly restricts the attacking options down that side. Good point there. Obviously, if you've got Clay, Clay ain't a wing-back, so it's not going to be overlapping like James does or mm. p- pinging balls cross-pitch to you know on someone's head. So, yeah, good point there. And obviously, Clay right-back, mm. you're taking him out of central midfield where he's been so effective Correct. over the last month or two. So, what I will, I'll mention it now because while I remember it, Kiprianu, Clay went off, Kiprianu then went to right-back. Right back, yeah. Why not, if, if Kip, Kiprianu is a more defensive player anyway because he plays centre-back for Cyprus. Cyprus, why not start like that and keep Clay where he's more effective and let Kipriano yeah. do that right-back? Or I, why not change it around mid-game? So to, Don't disagree with you, good point there. Well, the occasional one ends our tweets this week. He said, strong Stoke side and no Archibald, fear the worst. Right, so game kicked off. I was at a children's party for the first half, but Mr Levy... I'm a super fan. Went, I went, made the journey. Yeah, thanks to E4 Wizzo for taking a great picture of the back of my head. Much Oh, I saw it. Great shot, E4 Wizzo. Great well shot. Done. Didn't catch my bald spot. Really good to see <laughs> so many people up there as well. Really good. Really good turnout. Um, so yeah, Stoke got the game underway in a sunny but cold Staffordshire. Sunday afternoon, and the first shot of goal, I think, I think came from Drynan, but the club's Twitter feed said Smith, and it's obviously not on the highlights. And that happened in the first minute. It was high and over the bar. Good move though to get into that position. And I thought, oh hello, we're we're not like rabbits in headlights here. We're not scared of the occasion yeah. or, the, or the opposition. We're going for it, and we're starting strongly to put them on the back foot. I was like, okay, good. I like this. What was the atmosphere like? Because obviously flat as a pancake. Obviously big stadium. Yeah, as we know, Stoke City isn't exactly a turn on. Uh, it's sorry, not. later on aren't, aren't a turn on for Stoke City fans. So big stadium, but yeah. very empty around the home end. Exactly, it's not like Cambridge who took five thousand to Newcastle, for example. It wasn't, you know, there was just over five thousand people in total in a yeah. thirty thousand seater <laughs> stadium. We were noisy, we were noisy. There was it was good vibe, good atmosphere in in the away end. Uh, we were tucked to the corner behind. Yeah, uh, it's nice to wear it from what I could see. Good views as well. So a lot of people yeah. obviously putting their videos up. The teams coming out in action. See, my good, good view. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the the team came out to our left hand yeah, side. Yeah. So yeah, and then you get to obviously see the main stand where they've got the hospitality, the media section, and then the media gantry at the top where they film. So yeah, it's, it's a good stadium. It's a it's just an industrial state with car dealerships, a harvester, a Holiday Inn. Right. It's that kind of, it's not a destination place. Like obviously, we didn't go into Stoke Town Centre or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a decent ground. It's 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 a big 30,000-seater stadium. It's a championship slash Premier League yeah. ground. So, you know, fair play. You know, showed your COVID passes to get in and got a wristband for it to show that you'd been checked. And it was like all done. It was all, all well organised and no problems getting through and everything was cool. It was, I didn't see any trouble or aggravation. So... Yeah, good nice. day out. A good day out, and another ground ticked off. Well done. Very good. Very happy with that. Um, I think. Yeah, I, we've already mentioned the format. I just made a note because we hadn't at the time about the formation with the three, four, three, five, yeah, two. Yeah. So okay, all right. So Stoke nearly took the lead from a Klukas corner. Klukas almost joined the O's. Remember back in the day, Slade. Slade wanted him. 
for a hundred grand, but you know who yeah, said no. Said no, he ends up in going to Premier League and now he's in the championship. So fifth minute corner ahead of Wright Phillips went just over the bar. That is the Wright Phillips who's a grandson of Ian. So it's Sean Wright Phillips' son. Bloody DiMaggio. Hell. Yeah. Bloody hell. So we went up the other end and then forced Bonham into a save. Good move. So Paul Smith feed Harry Smith. Yeah, Aaron Drynan headed agonisingly wide just shy, just shy of the 10 minute mark. He was um I think I, I probably haven't done this the justice. This is on the on you know the highlight show. You know, he should be putting that at least on target. Mm. We need to be doing better there. But then you're going to argue he hasn't played in 22 days. Match rusty a little bit. Yeah, maybe maybe if he was play if maybe a match proper match fit Drynan just buries that. Yeah. Correct. Fair shout. Fair shot. 20th minute in superb counter attack from the O's. Hector Kipriano lofted a superb pass to Paul Smith. His first time pass found Harry Smith unmarked with time and space around 18 yards out, but he shot wide. If that's the chance, I think it was, that was on closer look. He completely scuffs it. Terrible shot there, I think, from a. Uh, from Harry Smith should be doing better 100% yeah should that's on the highlights better. that's the one yeah. On the, yeah 100% should be doing better he's snatched at that yeah. and it's, he's put that wide that's when he's got his hands in his face and he knows he knows he should be doing better and that's another chance that we should have buried this is like two in 20 minutes in the, it, two in 10 minutes on right, the 10 yeah. minute mark and the ten, 20 minute mark two in 10 minutes we've had it's been us this just gives you the impression the reason I've done it is way made the notes it's not that I'm avoiding talking about Stoke. It's just they did nothing, yeah, really, in shout. the first 20 minutes. And we've had two chances. You need Should to bury at least one of them. Yeah. Uh, changes the whole complexion of the game. Um, moving on then. Two, two minutes later, Stoke had the ball in the back of the net as Doughty headed in a rebound from, a, uh, from Lawrence Vigrou's save. But the linesman's flag went up for offside. And that came about because Shadogi was dispossessed He's, he kind of likes to bring the ball out, but mm. then ends up having his pocket picked because he gets two players around him. They close him out yeah. and he loses the ball, turns it over, um, and that's how that came. So we bring pressure, pressure on ourselves unnecessarily. I know he's trying to do what he's... I know what he's trying to do. Maybe he needs more support yeah, yeah. Or, or whatnot. I don't dispute that. I don't blame the guy for trying, but unfortunately, with a team like Stoke, they're going yeah. to put you under pressure the minute they've turned the ball over and we're not winning it back quickly enough. It's a good save from Vigory though. I think the initial shot was really like, literally down his throat so he'd done well there yep. but luckily the flag was up 26 minutes and Paul Smith it's fair to say having a very good game at this point causing panic in the Stoke defence. He breezed past mm. Joe Allen crossed to Harry Smith whose header was on target but Bonham made a very very good save to tip it out for a corner that was unlucky there it was a good save yeah. by the keeper very good yeah really good he did everything right there there's nothing else he could have done the angle that he was at yeah. the angle the, the, the amount of goal space the back of the net that he could see was literally where he headed and their keeper Jack Bonham just got a hand to it so fair enough 35 minutes Lawrence Vigoury was forced to save a Tom Inch shot that's on the highlights as well that's literally all he's had to do two things he's had to do yeah. in 35 minutes so but he did have to do something in the 42nd minute as he picked the ball out of the net. Stoke took the lead. Craig Clay was beaten down our right and a good cross from Doughty found the onrushing Tom Ince who had space, took a first-time shot which flew into the corner of the net past the stranded Vigarou and it was 1-0. Good Stoke. goal. Good goal, that. He's, t- he's done Clay. Clay's. He's found Ince and Ince has turned his body really awkwardly, put his weaker right foot out and just guided it in the yeah. net. The power did... All he had to do was point the ball goal goal was it didn't need any force or any or power or anything good good finish that clinical they've had one yeah. chance one effort and they've scored it good finish if you're being critical to the defence you go Clay should be doing a bit better there against Doughty because he's not a right back well that is the that's the <laughs> counter that's problem. the counter argument and obviously he gets ahead of his man I think it was Prattley he gets Prattley. ahead of Prattley he does beats him to it but again if you give a championship team that chance they're going to save Correct. it. That's the difference. That's that's absolutely That right. is the difference. One minute of time was added on. First half, nothing else to report as we went in a break. Undeservedly, a goal down. Yeah, we should have put one of our two clear-cut chances away. We wouldn't really be talking about you know, being behind if that had happened. They had one proper chance. They've scored it. We what was don't... the feeling in the stand? Was it still Yeah, still positive. positive. Yeah. yeah, because we were clearly Playing the well. better side. Yeah, yeah, had the better chances. Precisely. Besides being a goal down, yeah. yeah. All right. Absolutely. So we had a number of 
opinions that came in. Uh, Jason Kilby6 kicks us off. He says, frustrating but not surprising. One guilt-edged chance, one good and one half chance missed. Should have been one up, maybe two up, and then they slot their one half chance. And there is the difference between League Two and Championship players. The next goal will be massive. Yeah, agree. John Crab Free said, Hector doesn't touch the ball in a League Two game. He's got no chance today. Samuel, LOFC97, said, not a bad first half. That's what happens when you don't take your chances against better opposition. But we are well and truly in this. And that's what Kenny Jackett would have been saying at half-time. Wouldn't he saying, look, you've had your chances, just go out there, do the same again, and, and you'll get chances right. to score. Ian David, one, two, three, four. So the reasonable performance appeared to hold our own. Disappointing to concede a goal after having two chances. And whatever the result is, a focus on the league is a priority. Cup one is always nice, but not essential. It's a day to enjoy watching Orient and not stress. Yep, so the attendance was announced at a paltry 5,269. In total, 940 Decent. made up of Leighton Orient fans, and they were not, they only made one, they only sang one song after they'd scored their first goal, maybe. I Didn't just, hear from them otherwise. I know we're not a sexy draw, but I thought they would have had more in their stadium. Considering, considering they were Premier League, what, five years ago? And if that was Man United, that would be a 30,000 sellout. Oh, yeah, Do you know what I mean? So like, they've got the fan base for it. They've got it. the fan base for it. Yeah, really surprised that that didn't happen. So no changes at half-time for the O's. And Prattley got the second half underway with the O's looking to get an equaliser to revitalise their FA Cup hopes. Absolutely. And there was another glorious chance in the 51st minute for Aaron Drynan after Connor Wood drove from our byline, sent a great crossfield pass to Paul Smith who fed Aaron Drynan, but he skewed his shot wide. So that's three shots. That's three guilt-edge opportunities now. Um, we, should, we, we should have scored. And that we wa- should be at least on level, if not ahead. That wasn't... I don't think that was... Some shots go wide, you know, like, oh, that was close. I don't think that shot was particularly close. I think you already at that point, you sensed that it wasn't going to be Aaron Drynan's day. Day, correct. I 100%. Think, unfortunately. 62nd minute, and we've gone to now. Stoke had a glorious chance to extend the lead. as Sam Klukas corner was headed wired by Wales international James Chester. Two minutes later, there was a penalty appeal for the O's as Connor Wood's cross was blocked at close range by Stoke defender's arm in the area, but the referee was not interested and waved play on. Golden opportunity uh, for us to, to be back on level terms and the referees waved it away. There's your argument for VRA, isn't it? Like if that's VRA, it will get it will VAR. Get given. VRA. Yeah, of course, a VAR. It's been yeah, a, it's, I haven't VAR. done a podcast since the 19th um, of December. Yeah. yeah, but also VAR doesn't necessarily protect you and give you that that opportunity either. That that, that That's also imperfect because it's a human being that's, 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 that's doing it. Um, so um, interesting, interesting. But I think every everyone who can see that back will see that there's a... There's, there's blatantly a penalty to be given there. And interestingly and funnily, the referee was was giving us the silly free kicks, but not the blatantly obvious free kicks. So really, really strange situation there. So, uh, yeah, 66 minutes on the clock then. Uh, yeah, first Orient subbed in. Craig Clay came off. I presume that's because he was getting roasted down the right-hand side. Uh, it was pl- replaced by Matt Young. So Matt Young done well against Tranmere. So good to see him getting 25 minutes against a championship yep. team. Like you said before, Hector Kipriano now goes to right-back. Young slots in at central midfield, so yeah. not too bad there. No, not too bad there. So a minute later, uh, Aaron Drynan capitalised on poor defending, found himself a few yards from goal on the byline, but he just couldn't find Paul Smith, who was free in the box. So he's managed to sort of hustle and hustle his way um, to the... He's driven towards the goal, and then he's tried to cut it back, but the ball's just sat up and, and they've dealt with it. And, and Smith was running in on goal. If right, he'd have right. managed to find him, that's, a, that's a tapping goal. Yeah. Easy, easy. But it didn't happen. It didn't happen. But I could see what he was trying to do. I've written here, poor from Drynan again, but actually I'll give him some credit. He did try to do what... I could see what he was right, trying right. to do. It, it just didn't, didn't work. off. Yeah, yeah, fair shout. Okay, yellow card for Alex Mitchell in the oh. 71st minute. Oh. Late tackle. What a late tackle. Yeah, that was a dirty tackle. You that could, was a Millwall tackle. You could take the boy out of Millwall. Yeah. Yeah, and second sub for the O's a minute later as Aaron Dryden came off was replaced by Ruel Sotiriou. Yeah, superb play. Saw Paul Smith played through by Darren Prattley in the 74th minute. His cross was over hit and the chance went. Good good build-up play from us. We're not shy to play. Still still looking like not the shy. team who were going to get back into it. Yeah, so, absolutely. So yeah, 76th minute in. The O's went close to getting an equaliser. It's a free kick from Shadogi. was misheaded by a Stoke defender. Ball came to Mitchell. 
did everything right, got his header on target, straight at bottom though. Easy catch for the keeper. Unlucky low there for Mitchell. Yeah, absolutely. He might have been as surprised as surprised to be in that position, yeah. so it's probably a little bit reactive. Uh, another penalty shout for Orient after Darren Prattley got his head to the ball first. Yes, all right, he was stooping a little bit. And he was ended up being kicked in the face in the 78th minute. Referee's given us a corner and not a penalty. I guess the argument for Stoke is that he was low rather than the foot being high. But actually, if you look back at the replay, his head wasn't that low and that boot was at least at chest height. Mm-hmm. Maybe shoulder, just slightly below shoulder. Yeah, around the sort of top of your chest. Is that allowed to kick that high, to have your foot that high? Yeah, so that, seen him given. So if he wasn't going to give the first one, but he felt he should have done, but couldn't make up for it, this is how you make up for it. But obviously the referee just wasn't interested. No, 82nd minute and a great chance for the O's. Paul Smith looped the ball ahead of Royal Sotiriu. That was a great ball with the outside of his boot. Very clever pass there. Rule was in, one-on-one, keeper unrushing towards him. Royal tried to lob the keeper, but the lob went over the goal. Just needed a bit of composure there. Yeah, Chris Chris Kane, who sits ne- who sat next to me, and Dennis, they both said, uh, should have smashed it, rather than go for the lob and the spectacular. Should have just put his laces through it, gone low, but would have beaten the keeper. He would could have, have been done a hero. that. He could have done that, or just done a little dink. He just puts far too much on it. And I think, only having watched a closer look, you can see when he misses it, he knows what a chance that was. Oh, of course. You can see that he knows we're one nil down. Yeah. This game is us is was there for the taking for us. Should we could have, have been one 0 yeah. My prediction was before the game was one all, one all in ninety minutes, okay. um, and that was that was the chance. So eighty ninth minute, then game set and match game over. Tyrese Campbell, Kevin Campbell, former Orient Loney, <laughs> his son doubled Stokes' lead as a neat move that started in midfield, saw Campbell and Ince play a 1-2, and Ince fed Campbell inside our area, and he managed to fire past Lawrence Vigarou. Um, Prattley's let Campbell go there, didn't have the awareness, I thought that was poor from us. Good finish, Tyrese Campbell, which is different to him. I think he only has had one chance in that game, takes it brilliantly. Good player. Good player. If of... he's allowed the opportunity, he will take it. Yeah. He's clinical. That's a if he's yeah. not allowed to take it or he's given some aggravation and, and pressure, he won't. But we allowed him that and we switched off at, yeah. at a crucial moment again. And that was it. That was it. Game, set, match. Game over. Then. So three minutes of additional time were played. No further talking points. Zio slipped to a credible defeat at Stoke yeah. 2-0. To exit the FA Cup. So we're going to play a bit of Dave Victor's interview. We're going to play the first three minutes where he talks about the game and then talks about the Theo and Alex Mitchell loan situations with Dave Victor. So here's what Kenny Jacket had to say post-Stoke. Well, Kenny, thanks for joining us. A disappointing result, but the performance? Yeah, performance was good. We haven't played for a little while. It looked like we had some enthusiasm to play and we're quite fresh. And I know from... The players, they've been looking forward to this game as well, looking forward to getting back and playing. Um, uh, the, for, for the game, the performance level was there. We created a lot of chances, obviously against a good side, but ultimately there's frustration there because we didn't take those chances and, and um, we had big chances as well in both halves of the game. Big chances and big shouts for penalties as well. Yeah, I thought that um, there was a, you know, a good shout for a handball, uh, definitely. Um, I, I thought the, the Darren Prattley one, I wasn't quite so sure. You know, he's maybe uh, dipping his head a little bit, so I didn't think that one was. But I did think the first one, you know, was a, was a clear hand ball. And, you know, when you're away from the ball and the ball travels some, some way, um, uh, and, you know, it, it's clearly then played by the hand, it has to be. You know, there's some times when, you know, it's point blank range and it's, and it's close reaction and maybe the arm's in the natural position, then, then it's different. But for, for that one, you know, the ball had travelled some way. And, uh, yeah, I did think it was a clear pen. Went had most of the chances, but it was Stoke who took theirs very well. Yeah, they did. They're quite ruthless, as you you know you would expect as a Championship side. And and but in both halves we did have you know a lot of chances and you know some frustration for myself because ultimately we need to put those away to give us something to, to to build on and some momentum. But you know we should be encouraged by what we've done in the FA Cup. It should be encouraged by the, the fact that we have created a lot of chances today. We want to we want to finish them, but we do know as well that you know for our boys up front their finishing is good. You know that we have got we have got good finishes in there, so we have to you know keep keep providing the type of chances that we did today for them, and 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 that's important. And then, and then try to you know look forward now if we can get somewhere near our best side fit I've always said you know I think our best side is is a pretty good side in league two and and it's just when we 
maybe need to move off that that we've lacked a little bit of depth some good young players definitely but you know right now it's, it's, it's getting our, our best players and our best our best side uh, fit available and keeping them fit and available uh, 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 for the, the second half of the season and talking about that best side, there was no Theo Archibald uh, this afternoon. What's the news there, Kenny? Yeah, he got injured on Thursday in training. He'll be out maybe a fortnight. That's how it looks. So not, not, not too bad. And, and we hope to have him back quick because, you know, his, his, his power in the wide positions can, you know, really give us something that, that we haven't got in the club, uh, uh, you know, apart from him. And does it look as if Alex Mitchell and Theo Archibald will be staying now? Uh, for... Um, uh, Archibald is past his date, so yes. Uh, and uh, um, for, for Alex Mitchell, he's got until the, the 14th. So, you know, we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed for, a, for the next few days. But, but the signs are good that, that um, you know, Millwall are, are pleased with what he's done here and pleased with his development here as well and do want to keep him here. That's where the- so that was Kenny Jackett talking to Dave Victor about the game and about Theo and Alex Mitchell. So Theo's recall date has passed. He will hopefully be with the O's all season. Hope, well, provided he doesn't get badly injured, which I touch would hope he doesn't. And Alex Mitchell's date is coming up. So as always, thanks to Dave Victor for sending that over. Good question. Kenny spoke well. Yeah, good questions. Kenny was straight up. Obviously, they weren't going to announce that Theo was injured before. Yeah, of course. Uh, obviously, that helps answer people's questions about where Theo is at. So... Just a quick overview of my views. For me, and I said it to people at the ground yesterday, that wasn't a 2-0 result. Yeah. Uh, I strongly feel that we should have got more out of that. We played well. I, in my opinion, we were the better side. We created good chances. We just didn't finish them. We just weren't clinical. Stoke had fewer chances, but obviously they ended up taking them. That's the difference in a team that's been playing and in the championship versus a team in League Two that just hasn't been. So, you know, fair enough. I I said before the game, if we don't win, that's fine as long as we try yeah. hard and we do our best and we play well with it, show effort and desire. That's fine. If we go out and we look like rabbits in headlights and we're all scared of, oh, it's big bad stone, then that's not good enough. Um, but we, we gave a really good account of ourselves um, yesterday, and I'm very, very proud of the players. As much as we've criticised Paul Smith in the past on this podcast, he's such a good player. You can really see he's too good for League Two. Why he's dropped to League Two, uh, I don't know. He's dangerous going forwards. You can't stick a leg out. He he goes round you. If you stick a leg out, he's going down. Um, he did that. He won free kicks. He puts in good crosses. He drives us up the pitch and keeps us up there. You know, he was terrifying Joe Allen and, and Chester and, mm. and, and that little group that were trying to trying to mark him. Need to keep him fit. He's going to be such a weapon yeah. for us. And now we've got Keaton Patel back in the physiotherapy department. He's been very good at rehabilitating players, particularly with long-term injuries. So hopefully his nous and expertise will help keep Paul Smith free. Um Special shouts to Connor Wood, Omar Beckles, Smith and Ogie, Paul Smith and, and Shad Ogie. All had very good games, I thought, in my opinion. Satoru came on in the 72nd minute. I've, I've written he should, probably should have come on sooner, but I think 70 minutes is about probably, fair. Yeah. Uh, he was a nuisance to the Stoke defence. He got that opportunity because he just didn't, Hassled the defender, didn't, didn't leave them yeah. alone. He put them under pressure and then he just skipped around them. Yeah. And he just moves around them, and he's a he's a nuisance player, and I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it, and I hope that he gets more opportunities. I hope he gets composure and and can score some goals because there is definitely a player in there. Also thought Matt Young fitted in well. Didn't do a whole amount, but if he wasn't good enough, you would have noticed. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Um, I thought he did very well. Fitted in well, looked good. Drove us forward at one point, uh, so he's got the, the the guts to do that. Good day out. Apart from getting stuck on the M twenty five, sorry, on the M one coming home, there was a terrible accident. Uh, devastating. A car was absolutely mangled. So I hope those that were involved in that uh, are, are well, and, and there was no casualties of severe casualties off the back of that. But yeah, it was really annoying. Sat on the M twenty five, engine off, lights off. Just for, for it's only for an hour to be fair, but that meant I got in at nine instead of eight. And yeah, anyway, good to see a load of proper fans at Stoke as well. Good to see that. But if you couldn't make it, don't worry. You're still a proper fan. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, mate. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> for me, I mean, I think, you know, I think I've said it before. Orient got decent players at League Two level, but not Championship players. And I think we, we saw a Championship team against a, a League Two team there. I think if we had uh, a Tyrese Campbell or Tom Ince up front, 
they bury one of like the six or seven chances that we have when we get mm. a goal and, and, and maybe take it to extra time. But good to see the O's back in action. Hadn't mm. played since the 18th of December. That feel, that Tranmere away game feels like a long, long time ago. So good to see us playing again. And I think we mentioned it earlier, but Paul Smith, hopefully now this is the turning point. Good point there that you made about Keaton Patel. Hopefully we can keep him fit now and hopefully he goes and gets loads of assists, loads of goals. And we've seen how terrifying Drynan and Harry Smith are together. Put Paul Smith into the mix as oh, well. Oh, dangerous. At League 2 it level. Really is. Should be cleaning up. Should be cleaning up. There. Just on that point, now, I do feel sorry for now Dan Kemp, who's now been benched because Smith is back. So clearly the first choice is a three up front with Smith, Drin and Absolutely. Smith. I mean, yeah. Dan Kemp will get his chances, if, again, to get back into the team. We've seen that. Yeah. But he'll get a chance and now it's back to him to impress and get Paul Smith or Drynan or Harry Smith out of the team, which is going to be yeah. a very, very hard job for him to do. But fair play to all the fans making the journey I couldn't but 940 is no mean feat on a Sunday to a cold and horrible Stoke so now you can say you've done Stoke on, on a cold, cold Sunday. Sunday afternoon yeah <laughs> but you know like Kenny said and lots of tweets will say it's now we can focus on getting up the league table I think we haven't really mentioned it but I think we've fallen down in league two because other games have been played so we've kind of fallen adrift but we've got lots of games to make up mm. so hopefully now this is the start of the run hopefully Kenny will get him into dressing room and go right you played well against Stoke you're all fit now so let's really kick on second half of the yeah. season and let's go for it and let's do good it. Point. So fingers crossed. Yeah, good points there. So those were our brief views. A huge amount of feedback after this match. So thanks to everyone who sent their views to us, uh, our social media accounts, which are sponsored by Town and Country Hearts and Essex Estate Agent. Uh, at Charlie underscore Paul is the best Twitter account uh, at this moment in time. They're going for a little rebrand. rebrand yes. Uh, so we'll be able to update you next week with their new uh, Twitter handles. And again, we're going to try and read out as many as we possibly can. And just because we read them, it doesn't necessarily mean that we agree with them. But Orient Meat Pie is going to kick off uh, this one. He says, pretty much the story of our season, especially away from home. Good work rate, but awful finishing. Stoke with Dyer, how they won that so comfortably, I don't know. Lots of huff and puff. And so, sod all end product. Yeah, Paul Staines, 86. The only positive was to see Smith playing and do well. Mm. an awful, but Smith looked sluggish. Couldn't score in a brothel. Shoot in practice for all involved. I think that will come, like you said, the more they play football, the more it will come back to Yeah, it's just match sharpness, isn't it? Spenno 011's a very positive performance. Had enough chances, but Stoke were clinical, which proved the difference. Enjoyed the system and the way we played. Smith was very good. Just behind the front two. Now we need to take that into our league campaign. Absolutely. Ross McCaff, disappointing considering the chances, but positives too. Smith could be as good as a new signing. No time to mourn for the players. Get the lessons learned in time for the league running. Yeah, Parksy 1881 said they had two clear-cut chances and scored them. We had four and only hit the target twice. Levels. Should be proud? You bet. We are... We were arguably the better team away at a championship club. They also had a strong team out. Paul Smith, man of the match. Now let's get promoted. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. MS Orient said you take your chances and you win that game comfortably. Just shows you how one player out injured in Tom James can unbalance a team. Mm. Very, very disappointed with that result. Stoke were the pits. They were so bad. Abysmal afternoon in hashtag Stoke. So he makes a great point about obviously Tom James losing him because he's such a pivotal player has taken away the balance. We've mentioned Clay didn't have his best game as right back and their first goal comes down their left, our right, because Clay just gets done by Doughty and the cross is already in. And I think it's probably time to mention signings or lack of signings. Now, Tom James has been out since mid-December, early December. We're now 10th of January as we record this. Should we have signed the right back already? You'd like Based to think so. Based on the so. fact that they would have known... Mm that we need a replacement for Tom James and there's no right-back available or no backup mm. recognised mm. right-back. Mm. Should they have done business earlier and got someone in? The answer to that question is yes, but that's <laughs> not an easy thing Exa- yeah. to do from the club's perspective um, because it's not just about us going and saying, right, we'll have you, Joe Bloggs, and we'll put you in at right-back. It's about whether Joe Bloggs wants to come to us might have other opportunities to consider. There's so many variables about the, you know, Kent spoke uh, on the Orient Hour uh, recently in their last show, um, and he was talking about, you know, wanting to go out and get a right back, a uh, creative player, and, and maybe one or two others. But it's not just as easy as going, right, okay, Joe Bob's, yeah. we're going to sign you, here's the contract, come on loan to us for six months, we'll see what happens. 
there's so much, and Matt Porter said it as well, opportunities, potential relocations, lots of things. Maybe there's injuries in that or COVID in the current squad for our first one, two, three, four, five target players. You know, I think Kent said there's six per position. Yeah. Um, so maybe now they're getting game time at the club when they weren't before. So maybe actually now they're not so available and they're going to put in good performances mm. and be a contender there. It's not just as easy as us saying, should we sign a player right back because we've known for a long time? Yeah. But actually, from the club's perspective, yeah, we should. But actually, this one is at this one. That one's at that place. This one's at this one. He now doesn't want to move because he's settled or the partner's doing this, that or the other. It's never just cut cut and dry like that, which is something I've learned through doing the podcast and speaking to yeah. the likes of Matt Porter, who kind of ha- you know, has explained it um, in that way. So I'm impatient as every other Orient fan. Yes, I would like to have seen a sign a right back knowing that we've needed one for a month. Mm. Yeah. But there's balance to it. You know what I mean? You make, I have you to make, balance you, myself yeah, you out. Make, you do make some good points. But I not get frustrated. But I do think if they if they are if they have got if they are looking at lots of different players for different positions, I think they could have but you always maybe worked it harder. Two, yeah, but worked it harder maybe. I think. But who knows? Maybe they have got a right Shoulder back. Shrug. Maybe they have got a right back or maybe they, they were prioritising it for getting someone in place for Oldham. Maybe. Potentially. Who knows? But they're not very communicative until it's actually relevant. Yeah. There's no rumours. There's, there's one rumour, but I'm, I'm not sure the strength of that one, to be honest. I'm not even going to give it the credibility of mentioning it on this podcast that has a 100% record of <laughs> naming, naming players that we haven't yet signed. So Len M4 is next. Uh, championship finishing against League 2 finishing, he says. Need the rub of the green to get upset results. And unfortunately, it wasn't to be. Missed opportunity, maybe, but still a decent effort. Yeah. Tweet. Good tweet, Boats. He said, "So, so proud of everyone in a no shirt. We was in it until the second goal, and on another day we would have gone through. Need to carry this performance into the league." And Ben, I saw it was your birthday on Facebook, my friend. Happy birthday, Happy Boatsy! Birthday. Yeah, absolutely. Paul underscore LT two P said, "Good performance, especially as they hadn't played for a while." Need a right back, centre mid, and two forwards. We need to support Harry and Drynan. Good minutes though, and we had some good chances. So you say you want two forwards, and then say Harry Drinnen to support Drinnen and and Smith. But if we've got two forwards, you're not going to have four forwards on the pitch at the same time. You're not having two forwards imagine. to support Drinnen and Dryan. Sorry, Drynan. I keep saying Drinnen, Drynan and Smith. You're not going to have. So I don't quite follow what, th- what Paul's saying. I think you might see one more forward coming. Obviously, Tyrese has gone. Yeah, which has freed up someone. Um, but you've still got Kemp as a forward player. You've got Tilda Sm- though, isn't he? Well, he's an attacking... He sits in attacking that mid- 10, doesn't he? Well, this he? is what makes me laugh. Smith, because- Kemp, Drynan, and, Drynan Smith and um, Royal. So there's five, effectively. Take Kemp out, you've still got four. This is what made me chuckle. Or not made me chuckle. I, I haven't listened to Kent. I don't listen to the other shows, but Kent said attacking midfielder. He's, Creative. Looking- I don't... I, Dan Kemp and Paul Smith... So you, I don't understand how they like what, what, do you know what I mean? Like that, I get there's not there's not much creativity, but you've already got two players there doing it. You can't just keep bringing well, all these players it. in That's and not point. getting rid of anyone to bring it in. You'd imagine some are going to have to get pushed out a little bit. Yeah, interesting. Which, it's going to be a sacrifice of yeah. Prattley potentially nah. to then make sp- yeah all day long. Prattley was poor for me. No, no, no. From the start, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spurts, from, the, from the starting eleven, absolutely. Yeah. But he won't. You won't get him out of the club. No, I don't no, think. no, no, but no. He's, he must be on a big wage though. Yeah, I'd imagine. Prattley so, be on so. decent money. Clay be on decent money because he signed a new contract in the summer. He won't be on bat- on poor money. Yeah. Kipriani probably isn't on that much in regards to what Prattley's on because of yeah. his yeah. age. Yeah. And Matt Young probably the same. Yeah. Smith's got to be on a fair whack. I imagine Dan Kemp's on a fair bit as well to get him down to get him out of West Ham and out of Blackpool when we got him. So. Another creative midfielder. I don't disagree with getting one in, but at some point to You've bring more on, in, you, you yeah. need to get some of these out. I understand. Yeah, you're right. I understand yeah. Tyrese going and bringing in another forward, but yeah, really interesting to see some of these some of these views. David Sears free said we beat ourselves. Stoke weren't up to much. Rory and Drynan missed two absolute sitters. Shocking finishing and great to see what Paul Smith can do finally. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Richie J. Bourne said, amazing vocal support. Didn't deserve to lose it 2-0. No Archibald and James are a big miss. James replacement coming in soon, and it can't come soon enough. Yeah, PM31970 said, fine margins. They were clinical and they're finishing, and we weren't. Play like that, and we will score goals. Need to keep Smith fit, and he will definitely cause defence's problems. Couple of signings, Clay back in central midfield. We will be okay. Yeah, Ben Porter, CT, said, I was lucky enough to watch the whole match in the US today. Super proud of the team's performance. At times, we were outplaying a top-half championship side. Frustrating to waste so many chances. Smith was electric, needing to play in the league. Prattley put in a shift too. Why go to Stoke when you can watch it in the States? Yeah. That's a super, super fan going to the States yeah, to watch yeah, it. Yeah. Dan Alton, 2590. It's a story of our season away from home. Created loads, missed them all. No way we should have lost, but we did. But very happy with the display, all things considered. Especially after almost a month of no competitive football. But we clearly need a right back or a right wing back quickly. Yeah, Steve Jones, PA, said Smith put in one of the best individual perform. Paul Smith, that is, put in one of the best individual performances of the season. Really hope he stays fit, as he'll make a huge difference if he does. See how excited now those fans are yeah, about him, which yeah. is good. Good to see. Dear Stu, so in my opinion, we should have had two blatant penalties. Very good performances mm. from Woods. Ogie and Smith so like you mentioned you mentioned those players as well yeah. Connor Wood actually a bit of a shout out for Connor Wood lost his place to Theo Archibald who isn't a left back and we all know that And but I think Connor Wood hasn't really done much wrong Correct. this season been solid. as it stands been solid it's been, been solid but unspectacular just gets, whereas, on with the, just gets on with the job whereas Tom James has been solid that's and the spectacular yeah, that's, the that's what you're comparing yeah atmosphere was amazing loud and proud definitely need a couple of new bodies in and Theo back Theo and Smith in the team Will be frightening. Yeah, yeah, good to see you and Harry Stew. Harry Hebron. Yeah, Lawton Gamps tweeted and said, thought he we played really well overall, but just didn't take any of our multitude of chances. They had two and took both. If we can bring in a couple of quality signings and start scoring goals away from home in the window, we will be real promotion contenders. All right, electrics have plenty of effort. In fact, we were the better team first half, created enough, but really poor finishing. Can't play Clay at right back and Prattley and Kiprianu, not the answer. In midfield. So from that perspective, when people talk about creativeness, yeah, you've got Clay right back and Prattley and Kiprianu in that midfield. That isn't really creative. But then I guess the game plan will be to get the ball up field to Smith Joyner or the other Smith as quickly as what as what you can and mm-hmm. kind of bypass the midfield. Yeah, absolutely. Orient Fan TV said proud of that performance today, and anyone who isn't needs to give their heads a wobble. On another day, we put those chances we had away and possibly win the game. Wasn't much between the sides except for their clinical finishing for the goals. Time to now focus on the league. Trousers Techno said, looking for the positives. We no longer have the cup as a distraction. The playoffs are the bare minimum. And with the quality we have, plus a few additions, it is achievable. Now we need to knuckle down, refocus, storm out of the traps for the second half of League 2. No excuses. We can do it. I like that one. LOFC underscore Ed said, a very good performance, but one again, it's the same old story. Sorry, but once again, it's the same old story away from home. We just can't put the ball in the net. Smith and Beckles was Paul Smith and Beckles was superb, as was Clay out of position. Ruel was also immense when he came on. Worried about Theo, but must find a replacement. Back no in need two to. weeks. Back no in two weeks. To. Yeah, Wadsey. So an enjoyable afternoon out in a soulless ground. Mm. Stoke had lots of possession, but didn't really do much. Just more clinical. If only we'd taken our chances, would have been very different. Proud of the way we played against a strong team. And the gap in class wasn't big. Yeah. Neil Sanson gets the penultimate say this week. He says, good effort after not playing recently. Game shows the fine margins between the leagues and the players in them. If we can keep Paul Smith fit, I think we can kick on now. And the final word in the first podcast of 2022 goes to Tommy Atkinson 6, who said, had a decent penalty shout twice in the second half. And if Raw had been on target, there could have been a late equaliser. Against championship opposition, appeared to be a credible performance. Anyway, back to the league where it really matters. Yeah, so thanks to everyone who sent their views in. Do you agree or disagree with anything we've read out? Let us know what you think by tweeting us at or in Outlook. If you're not on social media, that's no problem. You can send us a good old-fashioned email. We are contactable, orientoutlook at outlook.com. Yeah, and on all the social media platforms, apart from TikTok, which we will not be joining. Or Snapchat. Or Snapchat, which, you know, let's face it, we're too old, We're for, that too old for that Yeah, yeah. so Carol Langley Flores Prediction League update. So Carol Langley, as you know, sponsor our Prediction League. They're an established local business in Chinkford specialising in bespoke flowers for all occasions and events. And now Christmas is done, 
it's time for Valentine's Day soon. So yeah. if you need flowers, go to the best florist around. You can get in touch with John and the team on social media at Carol Langley 4. So Carol with an E, Langley E4. Or John is also on Twitter at Essex Biz. Go and check them out. They will not do you wrong. A fantastic Absolutely. company. Very proud to work with them. And lots and lots of correct predictions for this one. Yeah, there are, plenty, there are plenty. I saw them coming in. I was like, oh, two, loads of two nils <laughs> coming were. in. Safe Hands, 0 R. Houghton, 19. Gary Talbot, 7. Steve Chaplin, 4. Poplar, 32. C. Vlatas. O's Fan Basing. Well done to you all. You all correctly predicted 2 nil to Stoke, so you all get three points. But that means the top of the prediction league is largely unchanged. Nino underscore Barone is still top with 18 points. Late Norrie and Parksy, 18-81 a joint second on 16. LOFC Teresa is on 12 points, as is newly yeah. moved up Steve Chaplin 4. So thanks to everyone who sent their predictions in. Very much appreciated. Yeah, it's just neat. if someone can get two predictions right on the trot, they'll be right in there, right in the mixer. Yeah. So let's hope for better times there for some of your predictions. So that wasn't the only game taking place yesterday. The Orient ladies were back in action for the first time this year. They hosted the Brentford B team, but unfortunately lost the game 3-1. So for a bit of context, Brentford B are in the league above the Orient ladies, so no harm in losing there. Unlucky to the ladies. So at an hour, bang on, and 34 seconds, bearded legend. Let's wrap this bad boy up. Yeah, let's do that. Football, fancy football update. Obviously nothing happened this week, but it gives a chance for all the previous games to catch up and get the points allocated. So Stuart Coleman, well done. You are top of the Orient Outlook podcast, Fancy Football League, on 1,381 points. Just one point ahead <laughs> of Jack Merritt in second place. That is proper tight. It Steve, proper 210th, tight. you've come up a little bit. You're 210th out of 315 yeah. players. Yeah, so time for positives and negatives a week. I think it's my turn to do positives. I'll take on the positives in. So four positives, three negatives. First up, injury list seems to be getting better. Keaton Patel working his magic. So Tom James out uh, for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, Tom James out for the next few months. I thought it was back March, April. Yeah, but January now. Yeah, yeah, well, three months. I'm trying. Yeah, positive. Let's call it weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Riley. <laughs> yeah. So apart from that, it's not looking too bad. There seems to be a lot, wor- a lot of other clubs in much worse states than Leighton yeah. Orient. So not too bad at all. Second positive that we threw in there. Archibald cannot be recalled now. Great to see. So, so like Kenny down. said, out for two weeks with an injury. Hopefully he comes back fitter and stronger, and fully focused. Third positive. Played well yesterday. Yeah. Created good chances considering we hadn't played for 22 days. And the last positive, not a surprise at all, away support. Kudos to all of the 940 O's fans making the journey to Stoke. Absolutely. So it leaves me to do the negatives. Obviously, the blatantly obvious one, we're out the FA Cup. Our journey uh, is now done. We weren't clinical enough. We created four, possibly five good opportunities. Yeah. Didn't create, uh, didn't score any of them. And as it stands, no new signings that we talked about earlier. So we know it's not an easy thing. You just go out. You know, we haven't got the lure of a big name like a Man United or a Liverpool or a Chelsea. So, you know, we'll have to be patient. So, yeah, hopefully something will happen before we... We don't yeah. know, but we hope that something might happen well, before fingers we crossed. Record uh, I know it's hard to sign a player, but plenty of other clubs in League 2 are have doing done. it. Have that's, done it. So that, that's, that's, where you, that's where you look at it and yeah. go, come on now. So hopefully, fingers crossed, Agreed. there are conversations taking place. So Carol Angley Florist... Hero of the week. So we normally take this to Twitter, but I think talking after yesterday's game, it was pretty pretty unanimous obvious. who we thought we were going to get. And it's probably obvious from all the tweets that we had that come in. So this week, and the first hero of the week in 2022 is... Well done, Paul Smith. Well done. Well done, Smithy. Did very well yesterday. There's a great player in there if we can keep his hamstrings fit. So No more yeah. flipping. No more flipping after he the score, had, mate. He had his hand very, very heavily bandaged in okay. his wrist. So hopefully that... Harry, ho- Harry Smith had that as well. Harry Smith had like the Vardy thing in grey oh. going on as well. Don't know whether... It, it I thought that was part of a skin for his top. Don't know. Top. Smith, well, it goes over. closer look, it looked like it was more than just a bit of... No, I think that's a long top and, okay. the, and the, the, the thumb goes through the sleeve. I think that's the point of it. Okay. I Harry, could be wrong, yeah. All right. but I, I didn't I Harry didn't Smith, notice. we hope your hand is all right. So yeah. Next week's finishes in. <laughs> so just one... Coming up, we are due to make a long trip up to Oldham this Saturday on the 15th of January. So Oldham, 
Terrible owners, currently bottom of the Football League. Didn't play this weekend. Their game at home to Sutton got called off at 1.25pm, just an hour and a half before kickoff due to a water-logged pitch. Oh. They are in dire straits. So good luck to all the fans making the journey. Have a safe journey up there. For me, it's got to be three points. You mm. can't... I do feel very sorry for Oldham. Obviously, we've been in the position they're in. Yeah. But we've got to go there and just batter them. They're bottom of the league. If, if you're going to go up and be ambitious and really get into the playoffs... You've got to beat the team who are twenty fourth in the league, away, and what a time to start now! You know, good performance yesterday. Keep that encouraged. Hopefully, we don't have any COVID outbreaks. Hopefully, Portsmouth is fit and doesn't have any side effects. Go right, same again, boys. Go and make those chances and put them in, and let's go and get cracking in twenty twenty two in League Two. Hundred percent, absolutely. So, sponsorship reminder: don't forget for the best plastering and rendering prices around, visit AJF Plastering on Facebook or at Big Ads. LOFC on Twitter for all your plastering and rendering needs. So that is it. Thank you for listening to us in episode 270. Yeah, absolutely. So our FA Cup run has come to an end this season, but the team should be proud of the performance they put in despite the results. We all know that a right-back and creative midfielder are needed. Ken spoke to the Orient Hour team, as Paul has said, said the board and transfer committee are working hard to bring these players in to help Kenny Jacket. So I think, you know, we've all got to be patient as frustrating as it is, like mm. we have said, and there's no need to panic. We aren't even halfway through January yet. And now the sole focus is getting back into league action, getting a playoff push, starting with next week's trip to Oldham. And in the next episode, fingers crossed, we'll be talking about a win in that match. Hopefully, maybe even a new signing or two. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe. Give our podcast a five-star rating. We really appreciate that. Give us a review on whatever platform you get your podcast from. If you're listening on SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn and Stitcher, add us to your favourites and that way you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as we upload them. We are also on all smart speakers and the, and the fan engagement app FanHub, which is brilliant. I did my prediction yesterday. Got it wrong, obviously, because I had Theo in, <laughs> not exactly. knowing he was injured. Um, so it couldn't be easier to listen to us. If you've got an older relative, a loved one, or an Orient chum who you think will like the podcast, grab their phone, download it for them, and pass the pod. Yeah, just go back to asking for reviews. You can now review podcasts on Spotify. So if you listen on Spotify, you can review the show. Hit rate show, give us five stars. That will be genius. So we'll be back with episode 271, just six days away next week. But next week, all the information and views that you could ever need. So we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm, stay safe, have a great week, and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's. Ah!